Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, D'Antonio Wingfield, Robert Ory, Joey Devine, Chris Red Red Wine Dudley, Mookie Blaylock. Urban Johnson Musical guest Till Tuesday And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock Joey Devine Hi, it's me uh, Your temporary host of Round Ball Rock Joey Devine And uh, we're here with another episode Of Round Ball Rock Sean. OMG. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, short and sweet today, huh? Look, I, I'm i just so pumped about basketball right now. I've been, uh, all, all I've been doing is reading about basketball and the history of Saturday Night Live's weekend update segment. <laughs> um, Charles Rocket's life is real weird. Um, which basketball player is most like Charles Rocket? Um, I'm going to say it might be like Danny Ferry. No, no, it's more like, it's more like a Leitner, except like without the accomplishments, because he's kind of like, they just sort of hire him because he's like kind of a, a tall, rich guy. And they're like, this is kind of like Chevy Chase. Um, Doesn't he say the f word on the air? He says the f word for no reason. <laughs> they're they're doing like the closing segments, and they did some like crappy Dallas parody where he gets shot. And so, like as they're closing, some he's like in character as Jr. And they're like, 
what's it what's it like to get shot and he's like i don't know i haven't been shot before i'd like to know who fucking did it and then not only does he get fired but the show gets put on hiatus and then there's a writer's strike and when they come back the next season they've fired everybody but but eddie murphy and joe piscopo so like he literally almost got the show fired uh got the show canceled uh but also like before SNL, he was a weird um, RISD Rhode Island guy. Mm-hmm. So he's like friends with David Byrne and yeah, plays the accordion weird. on a David Byrne album. And so, uh, oh, and obviously he works for the Farrelly Brothers too because he's a Rhode Island legend. Um, I'm going to be real honest about something real quick. Yeah. Uh, honestly, probably should have canceled the show. Um, <laughs> our life would be better. Our lives yeah. would all be better. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, honest, yeah. Yeah, they're just like, well, Eddie Murphy has a four-year contract, so we're going to exploit this guy and try to make some money. Yeah, it's worse. Trump might not be the president, actually. Yeah, I can't wait to see what famous person they get to play Chris Dudley. <laughs> Who is it? Like, for some reason, only it, famous it people are allowed to portray uh, people in the news now. Yeah, like, like who... So they need a celebrity to play the lead singer of UB40. I think they should use the lead singer of Fine Young Cannibals. I mean, obviously, while going cross-racial, those nerds will go crazy. Cool, yeah. Um, They'll want the Snyder cut of the SNL uh, sketch. Um, Oh, and they well, well, that has the full director's cut of the Kanye rant too. um, (laughs) It's obvious who they should get to play Chris Dudley, though. Who's that? Uh, It's. I mean, because Matt Damon plays Kavanaugh, so they got to oh, get so... Affleck to play Dudley. Yeah. It, it, well, he already has a place, I think, in the SNL verse, right? He does? Oh, I, maybe. I thought they brought him in to play a cabinet official last year. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I'm thinking of Ben Stiller. He is He is the reigning Olverman, I believe. Excuse me? Who's doesn't Aff- Affleck uh, is their Keith Olbermann. They just haven't done an Olbermann sketch in a long time, I, but it's Affleck. That I didn't know. Easty does the Mr. It's actually pretty Mr. good. Mr. President! How I should be ben Keith Affleck, Olbermann. <laughs> ben Affleck is a convincing blowhard. Yeah, Joey, we should, for the Patreon subscribers, that's what we're going to do. We're going to make you, we're going to spend $8.72 on, on a, a large backdrop. Colored, large yeah. colored pieces of construction paper. Yeah, that we just hold up behind you and you do your rants about the worst person in the NBA. Oh, no. It'll, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, it's unconscionable. <laughs> um, the trick with Keith Olbermann is you shake your jowls as much as possible. Jowls, <laughs> Mr. President. <laughs> um, oh, this is a weird start. It's a great start. This is what we want to be doing. You know who I actually think they're going to bring in to play him, though? Like, the the perfect kind of guy? Who? Uh, Vince Vaughn. Like he's tall enough. He's the problem like, is, is Vince Vaughn is like a super Republican now, so he oh, won't so we do he, it. Yeah, so he's gonna do a thing where Chris Dudley's like vindicated and just lectures everybody about how they were nerds in college, and the only cool thing you do is break a beer can over a guy you thought was the lead singer of UB Forty's head. What a nightmare, man! <laughs> the world is such a nightmare right now that last night I saw a headline. That said, Paul McCartney to release children's book called Hey Grand Dude. 
Oh and my it was God. like the least upsetting piece of news <laughs> of the day. And two years ago, I would have been mad about that for like six months. Hey, grand dude. Hey, grand dude. Like, what? <laughs> uh, Is that like, hey, Jude, kind of? Is that I, what he's I going mean, for? I don't know. He should have went with uh, I am the grand dude. Cuckoo, mm-hmm. cuckoo, but well, uh, I guess that's not his to... song. Yeah, yeah. It would have to be like, uh, yeah. Golden presents fill your eyes. Uh, I don't know. Hey, grand dude. He made it sad. Paul McCartney, you made it sad. Congratulations. Um, I mean, what's better, Sean? Hey, grand dude, or the back to back thing where he released that song about how he wanted to fuck and then also was talking about how he and John Lennon used to whack off together. I mean that both of those were pretty cool. Hey Grand Dude like, is way worse than that for sure. <laughs> hey Grand Dude is definitely worse <laughs> than that. Like it's Yeah, that's that's decidedly really, really terrible. But also I can't wait for the unreleased David Bowie uh Mob the Hoople children's book. All the grand dudes. Yeah, good job. They, they carry the news. Um, <laughs> the news is they love their grandpa. Oh, you just said news. You know what that means. This is round ball rock news. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Is it time for the news? It is time for the news. All right, Sean. Uh, not a lot of news. Um, our may our our top story though is uh, that uh, Ron Baker sucked on a contact lens and put it back in his mouth. Uh, they should pull his children's book off the shelves for that one. Wow, we are children's book heavy today. Look, look, the NBA. <laughs> clearly, we've just learned it's actually a vehicle. For children's literature more is than his, anything else. Is his, uh, is his children's book called Hey Ron Dude? That's the sequel. <laughs> um, well, there, he's going to do one with um, Rajon Rondo that's called Ron Do's and Ron Don'ts. That is very stupid, Sean. <laughs> All right. Uh, we only have two real stories that I actually want to talk about today. What? Uh, one was Ron Baker talking about the, <laughs> the contact lens. But most importantly... Uh-huh. Uh, Kyrie Irving apologized for saying the earth is flat yesterday. He did, but but I looked at what he said. At no point does he say he doesn't believe that the that the world is flat or that he does believe the world is round. He he they ask him directly, "What side are you on?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I made all these science teachers deal with this." Dude, and then he let said, "Let me read these quotes. Yeah, yeah, I just pulled the them up." Give I'm going to the read them all. This might take a minute, but I think it's worth it because these quotes are fucking stupid. Um, quote, even if you believe in that. Okay, so first it says, Irving explained he was big into conspiracy theories in February 2017 when he made his comment. And the attention he received made him realize, quote, the power of voice. Um, quote, Here's the power of, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to each one. Quote, even if you believe in that, don't come out and say that stuff. That's for intimate conversations because perception and how you're received, it changes. I'm actually a smart-ass individual. 
So was he saying that you should only talk about the flat earth with your, like, sexual partners? Yeah. No, uh, that's for intimate conversations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, flat oh, earth is sweet nothings. Um, <laughs> oh, baby, they faked the moon landing. Oh. Quote, at the time, I didn't realize the effect. I was definitely, at that time, I'm a big conspiracy theory- theorist. You can't tell me anything. I'm sorry about that. all that. For all the science teachers, everybody coming up to me like, you know, I have to reteach my whole curriculum. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. Also, those teachers should be fired if they're going to reteach their own curriculum because of Kyrie Irving. But also, I want to say something real quick. Um, Here's what he said to Richard Jefferson when he was talking about how the Earth was flat. This is not even a conspiracy theory. The Earth is flat. (laughs) Yes, Again, nowhere in here does he say the earth is round or the earth is not flat. All he said was, I shouldn't have said that out loud because people thought I was stupid. And then he also said, I I was into conspiracy theories at the time. Even though when he said it at the time, he was like, this isn't a conspiracy theory, by the way. Right, right, right. Also, that was one year ago, I believe. I'm just glad he believes in the power of voice now, though. Yeah, because of... um... All the inspiring speeches Uncle Drew made to his teammates. Well, no, that also. <laughs> I heard. I heard um, that after he apologized, Adam Levine hit the button and a, his chair spun around. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> I could definitely see like Kyrie Irving and Blake Shelton having an unlikely friendship too. For sure, because they're both very dumb. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So by the. I, I just want to add that Paul Pierce doubled down on that on television today, where inexplicably he's still being paid by ESPN to open his mouth. Uh, he said he doesn't believe in the round earth. If I take off, I should be able to get to Russia in an hour if the earth is moving a thousand miles per hour, um, which tells me that Paul Pierce is somebody that always jumps when an elevator is about to reach the bottom floor because <laughs> he feels like he's flying. Um, this is so depressing. I'm going to be honest. Uh, and what I say, what I mean is that, that Paul Pierce is on television. Yeah, that's really depressing. uh, And he wears glasses. Like, like, I would say he is the least convincing person wearing glasses to make himself look smart since Stallone, maybe. (sighs) Scott Brooks is pretty bad, dude. (laughs) Doesn't he actually need? Well, no, he doesn't because he like wears them in press conferences and. Uh. Anyway, yeah. So anyone who anyone who's giving Kyrie credit for backing off his statements, he absolutely did not. Yeah, that's what I want to make clear here. Uh, Kyrie Irving definitely still thinks the world is flat, mm-hmm. and he's going to convince the rest of the Celtics that as well because he's already uh, convinced famous Boston psycho uh, just just weak minded. Celtic non-legend Paul Pierce. Yeah, you know, that's why Paul Pierce thought he couldn't have a retirement tour. He's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought the earth would just spin and move me to my presence from every team. <laughs> I cannot believe... God damn it. Those, these fucking assholes. All right, um, let's move on. The other one I want to talk about is J.J. Redick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh I don't want to talk about the Kobe Matt Barnes flinch video because that is 
propaganda for the ringer. Oh, it's I also yeah, yeah. Don't you're care right. about Lamelo Ball, and we talked about Michael Beasley a lot last week. Lamelo Lamelo Ball did slap a Lithuanian man, which yeah. if we... he if he weren't connected, he would be like murdered on the spot. Those people are very tough. Um, walk us through JJ Redick. So JJ JJ Redick, whose thing is kind of white Kyrie Irving now, by the way, a little bit, yeah, like. Uh... Again, still living in Brooklyn and commuting to Philadelphia for work. Um, whatever, dude. Uh, you know, still making threes uh, and making podcasts, which is CJ CJ McCollum's role model. That, that's what I find most worrisome about CJ McCollum, to be honest. Like, really like him as a player, fun. Seems like his life is going well. However, seems to want to be JJ Redick, which aim higher, buddy. Uh, okay, so he's, there's a big article about how uh, social media is really hurting NBA players uh, because they're they're too obsessed with it or like obsessed with their phones. JJ Redick is now the poster boy, and uh, the the big poll quote from the article is: "It's a dark place. It's not a healthy place. It's not real. It's not a healthy place for ego. It's just this cycle of anger and validation and tribalism." So that's why JJ Redick is getting off social media. Definitely that, and not. Because people were talking about how he said the word chink during a Chinese New Year video. Definitely, it's just these objective ideas about social media and not the fact that thousands of people were like, why are you such a racist, J.J. Reddick? Right. It's such a, like, wide-eyed thing that, you know, like, I like that NBA reporters, okay, they're often not super critical. And this is one of those things where, like, it feels like, you know, a feature about Louis C.K. disabling comments on his YouTube videos and then being like, yeah, you know, it's just a culture of negativity that's emerged here. <laughs> so, I mean, and I don't I don't know why he's decided that he needs to because it's like a blitz. He's like talking to everybody about this. And and he's like, I finally did it this summer. I d- deleted Twitter and Instagram, and only I have a private Instagram. And But at no point are people like, you got shredded on social media worse than any other player in the league last year because you said a racial slur during a Chinese New well, Year Well, it wasn't like, worse. He's Kevin Durant still has it worse. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's still got it worse. But yeah, the, the, Kevin. well, Kevin Durant is part of the uh, – he's like his soul is in the dark web now. But yeah, like, like, shouldn't you, if you're an NBA reporter, are you just like reporting whatever anyone says to you? Like, like, shouldn't that be in the first eight paragraphs of but the JJ Reddick story? Like, he like, still has this a is... fucking podcast, <laughs> right? Like, oh, are you also is social media so bad? You're not gonna, you're not gonna cancel your dumb, boring podcast. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, but actually, don't you kind of feel like he's, like, implicitly criticizing Joel Embiid, too? This is, like, him, his Jimmy Butler critiquing Fortnite moment. <laughs> is like, oh, you, you play with the best, the guy who's the best at social media in the entire league, but you're jealous. I think he's jealous of Joel Embiid. And, uh, Would you be at all surprised at- if this is all just stemming from... Actually, his like wife caught him in the in DMs. Oh, absolutely, that could have happened. Especially, uh, 
I mean, look, it's already like I don't know why we haven't mentioned this before, but like, how suspicious is it if you're an NBA player and you don't even live in the city where your team is? It's weird. Yeah, like like JJ's like, oh, I gotta crash in Philly again, honey. No, no, <laughs> no! Like no. Some... I, I deleted my Instagram. He has a second family, I bet. <laughs> right? <laughs> if it's anyone, he he's definitely the leading secret family candidate. Oh, one hundred percent! Like he's all he he somehow sold the live in Brooklyn, work in Philly thing, which is. Like, is that what Don Draper did? Yeah, I was going to say. Secret family it's real Don Draper trade. Shit. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so I don't know how Dick Whitman and the 76ers are going to do this year. But don't don't buy the hype that he's some, like, anti-social media prophet. Um, also, don't buy the hype on J.J. Redick in general. He's fine, I guess. He's old, know. though. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's... Get, let's just get straight to our Southwest preview, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, all right, Sean. Which friend is the Southwest division? As listeners know, six divisions in the NBA, six friends. It's a perfect marriage. Uh, the Southwest preview. The Southwest division is Monica Geller, Courtney Cox's character, because these teams are going to clean up in the regular season. Uh, these teams all tend to really go for older dudes, uh, much like Tom Selleck, and then settle for someone comfortable and unexciting for the long haul, like Harrison Barnes or Mike Conley. Um, much like Monica Geller, James Harden and Marcus Gasol both used to be very pudgy. So uh, expect some flashback episodes where they wear the totally acceptable fat suit. And uh, I got to say, this is a really fucking bossy division. There's a lot of bossy people, and that's... That's all Monica right there. Good job, Sean. All right. Our first team, your last year last year's division winner, the Houston Rockets. Last year they went sixty-five and seventeen. First in the West. They beat Minnesota four one, beat Utah four one, and blew a three two lead to Golden State where they missed twenty seven threes in a row in game seven uh in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, they led game six by 17 and lost by 29 points. Mm. Um, also, they ruined my trip to Disneyland, but that is an Easter egg for take it or break it, li- listeners. <laughs> uh, they went first in offense, sixth in defense. Their division odds are two and nine. Those are, yeah. That is fucking weird. Those are weird odds. They're big favorites. Yeah. Yeah, I know they're giant favorites, but two and nine is just like those are two numbers you don't know you know what yeah, I mean? it's a weird it's weird <laughs> um so they re-signed chris paul four for 160 re-signed clint capella re-signed gerald green uh who gave them the nine finger discount you assholes yep. uh out they uh got rid of their in and outs are so crazy uh, they got rid of Ryan Anderson, Trevor Ariza, Prince Luke Richard and Bahamute, Tariq Black, future Hall of Famer and seven-time All-Star Joe Johnson, Chinanu Onuaku, who you might recognize as being Malcolm Gladwell's favorite player because he shoots uh, free throws underhanded, Aaron Jackson, and defensive coordinator and former terrible net uh nuggets coach jeff bizdelic <laughs> uh they're brought in 
Carmelo Anthony, hoodie four. Mark uh, Michael Carter Williams, non-stretch one. Marquise Chris, the ride. James Ennis, slammed up favorite. <laughs> Bruno Caboclo, who's a DJ, only two weeks older than Grayson Allen. And uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, their uh, who I thought was a rookie last year, but um. uh, you know this. Uh, I was blown away to learn that Bruno and Grayson Allen are the same age. Uh, it makes sense to me. Uh, Bruno, he's, he's this is his year, baby. Bruno's going to be starting at the three, the end of this year. <laughs> uh. So my first question, Sean, is uh, is State Farm gonna fire Cole Perez? I feel like they have to after that after that game seven. Like it's like living in a haunted house at that point. Uh, we should uh, probably explain who Cole oh, Perez sorry. is. Cole Perez is uh, is Chris Paul's new State Farm agent, replacing Cliff Paul, his long lost identical twin brother that he cruelly fired uh, upon getting traded they to Houston. They killed him off basically. Yeah, he's he's dead. He is yeah. dead. Well, Cliff yeah, Paul he killed dead. him in the in the in the State Farm verse, he killed himself out of grief because his whole life he felt like there was something missing. It mm-hmm. turned out to be his twin brother, NBA superstar Chris Paul. And after a couple of years together, uh full of torment for Cliff Paul. Uh just just animals destroying Chris Paul's house, horrible car accidents, uh weird uh like gender and baby play in the hooper house uh chris paul abandoned him and fired him and hired oscar nunez from the office mm-hmm. as his new state farm agent and so uh cliff paul is dead i'm sorry <laughs> uh when what's gonna happen to cole perez i don't know man uh because a i feel like you need to make some changes after after that western conference finals and b uh, I don't think Carmelo Anthony's insurable, so like, like I don't know how that's gonna work. Uh, also, I believe Oscar Nunez has a has a role on a sitcom, and that might not let him play Cole Perez anymore. Uh, the role of a lifetime, but I don't I don't know if it's gonna be enough. So yeah, so they need someone new, ideally like a Houston celebrity. So uh, I don't know I don't know who that would be. Gerald I'm not really Green. Gerald Green, Gerald Green's his new agent. We Maybe. know who it's not going to be. Who's that? Moses Malone Jr. <laughs> oh my god! Also uninsurable. Um, I mean, it'll be. I, who cares? JJ Watt. JJ Watt's going to be his new agent, <laughs> and then they're going to be like, "We'll call him TJ Watt," and then he's like, "Actually, my real brother is named that," and they're like, "What is the matter with this family?" All right, my next question. Clint Capella gets a $1 million bonus if the Rockets go to the Western Conference Finals. $500,000 for a 30% defensive rebound rate? Jesus Christ. And $500,000 if he makes more than 65% of his free throws. First question, who designed this fucking contract? Nate Duncan? This is is like... I I like Daryl Morey. He's really smart, but this is one of those things where just give him the money. Like, like does it have to be a carnival game at every point? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just just give him the five hundred thousand dollars. Like, is that better, or do you actually want Clint Capella like stealing free throws, rebounds, 
because he's obsessed with a bonus. Mm-hmm. Like he already took a discount. Just give him the money. Um. Also, this bonus is only about making the conference finals. That which... was going to be my question. Yeah. Uh, is it telling that um, this is about making the conference finals and not you know winning them? Or yeah, or going to the NBA finals? It's like feels like he's setting a ceiling on the expectations for this team. It's like I know it was it was always unfair to uh critique Chris Paul for not making the conference finals. Because mainly he was just either getting hurt or, you know, playing with not wonderful teams. But now it's like the whole team has adopted that as a goal is making the conference finals. And it's like you know, they also made the conference finals in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Like, it's not... Anyway, just give him the money. Yeah. Um. All right, my next question is, uh, are we going to get a Mo Harkless situation where Capella starts rebound hogging to get the bonus? I mean, absolutely there is. Yeah. Like, you know gonna who's not going to want to give up those rebounds, though? Uh... Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> They might fist fight each other on the court over a free throw free throw rebound. Yeah. He's gonna he's like, I gotta initiate the offense. No, he's gonna be like, I touched the ball. <laughs> I did it. He's uh, building that Hall of Fame case, one free throw rebound. Yeah. Um, what do you think Rick Barry would recommend Capella do to earn this five hundred the last five hundred thousand dollars? Uh, you know, probably give Brett Kavanaugh a break. <laughs> No, he'd say underhand free throws. That's that's all he would talk about. And you know what? Again, I I should post it. Saw Rick Barry miss three underhand free throws in a row just a few months ago <laughs> while showing off. Uh, all right, my next question for you, Sean. Uh, which departed player or players will Houston miss the most? Um, I think it's going to be Trevor Ariza. He was just such a good fit. Um, he missed a lot three. of those free throws. I mean, a lot of those three-pointers, though, in uh, that Western Conference Finals game. He did. He did. But, you know, so did James Harden. Like, <laughs> like that was a team effort. He was very bad at the end there. But uh, also, he's like, I feel like having Trevor Ariza get tired in Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals, it's almost like... The Rockets were almost, like, geared up to win in six, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And then once they got to game seven, I think they were very tired. Uh, so it's almost like a starting pitcher that's on a Dusty Baker team that gets hurt in the World Series, where it's like, yeah, he got hurt, but it's amazing he was able to withstand uh, all the workload that his coach was giving him. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he was still on his feet. At the end, which I just I just don't know how, you know, like uh, James Ennis or Michael Carter Williams is going to do if they have to play like 39 minutes a game, too. Uh, you know who I think they're going to miss the most? Who's that? None of these guys, because wow. they got all these fucking weirdos <laughs> uh, and weirdos are better than fucking boring ass Trevor Ariza and Luke Richard and Bob Mute. Don't you want to like... Aren't you way more excited about watching this team now that they have this collection of like fucking nut jobs? Like, I mean, I 
I, I love that Marquise Chris is gonna get some playing time. Like that's I think he's gonna play a lot. Ryan Anderson, which is insane because he's really he's one of the worst players in the NBA. <laughs> like undoubtedly, they're like, no, he can just run to the rim and dunk. And like, you know what? It might work out with Chris Paul. Like if there's if he's paired with the correct guy to unlock the most of his skills. But I'm gonna say almost certainly hates the game of basketball. He also shoots threes, baby. But terribly, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Carter-Williams seems a little depressed. I feel like they might... Again, it doesn't really matter because they're going to be first or second in the conference anyway. Mm -hmm. I feel like no, almost no matter what else happens. But uh, I just wonder if they're going to like play Bruno a lot. Like, like they, they just got... Three guys who are, like, demonstrably not good at basketball and have gotten a lot of chances to prove that they are. Although Chris would be the one I am the most bullish on because he was in Phoenix, and how can you tell how good anyone is in that desert wasteland? Uh, I also... I think Brandon Knight is going to play weirdly and be good for them. He's he's not going to be good, but I think he might be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, be better than he was in Phoenix. Uh, I mean, he's just never been good. He was so... good for six months in Milwaukee that one time. Was he? Yeah. I don't. I don't know about that. He was, dude. Look it up. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he's anyway the um. I mean, he's like it's good that they have a backup point guard though. That'll be. I just wonder if. Like, they're actually going to rest these guys. Oh, no, they're definitely not going to rest anybody. That's not what Mike D'Antoni does. Yeah. He's uh, the heir apparent to our, our man, Don Nelson, uh, and when it comes in those regards. Um, but I just kind of think, look, I like Trevor Ariza. I don't like Mbaba Mute. Um, I just think their impact is maybe a little overrated. And D'Antoni has a history of getting uh, lots of uh, numbers out of fucking weirdos. Yeah, I mean, he got, and he this got is, Tim. Yeah, he got Tim Thomas. A, an, an incredibly improbable late career contract. Uh, yeah, yeah, he got Quentin Richardson paid. Um, it's going to be great. These uh, guys will be – this is going to be a really good team. And it's fun that for the first time – those those are young guys now like he has all these weird young guys it's gonna be tight mm -hmm. this is look people talk a lot about that crazy lakers bench mm -hmm. uh with all those retread creeps on yeah. it uh this is the true nba heads crazy suicide squad yeah because none of these guys have really done anything wrong whereas like the the lakers bench borders on like at least criminal negligence yeah so whereas the, and these are just like weird ass guy like 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 of course it didn't work for marquise chris what are you thinking yeah he was drafted by the kings and was on the suns well and like bruno caboclo amazingly finished out a four-year rookie contract and he's like 23 and he's still never <laughs> he really played. He's still like never really played NBA minutes. It's gonna be so tight. But Please also play his, Bruno. Like, his, 
his mentor is Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah. So it's possible that he's like like an ultimate fighter too. Yeah. I Would love you be it. surprised if he could just knock dudes out now? No, because I bet he knows Capoeira. He's from Brazil. <laughs> this is incredible. Um, also, I wonder if like is Bebe just gonna like keep living with him and like start a band or something? I don't know. What Bebe is, hasn't yeah. signed anywhere yet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's uh, just gonna live in Houston. What's um, the music scene? All right, Sean. What's their weirdest five man lineup? Um, I mean, it's like it's all. It definitely involves Bruno, and I think Marquise Chris is your center in this. In this weird, he's the weirdest center they can play. Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> they have a weirder center. Uh, are you saying Bruno? No. Joe Quee, baby. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we got <laughs> seven Joe foot Quee. Chinese guy, Joe Quee. But- Okay, then Marquise Chris is definitely the four. Mm-hmm. Bruno's uh, the three. Bruno's the three. I think you you probably want Brandon Knight at the point just to give it no, some. No, Michael sti- Carter Williams is the <laughs> two, baby. Oh, he, yeah, he's the two. Yeah. I think Brandon Knight's the point guard, though. Um, Do they have a weirder point guard? Oh, I'm sorry, Gerald. Michael Carter Williams is the point guard. Gerald Green is the yes. That's guard. your that's your team for sure. That's the weirdest <laughs> five. That's. No team can play a weirder five-man lineup than that. Well, that except like... no, I take that back. The Kings last night played a weirder five-man lineup than that. Last night the Kings played Scalabissier at the two. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> which unfortunately we already recorded our Kings episode because I could talk for ten minutes about that crazy lineup they were playing. All right. Um. I also I also would not mind seeing uh, Nene at center in that lineup. I know. I want to see Nene take Bruno under his wing, like, like old Bebe. Yeah, is that is it good if he does that? I yeah, don't know. Nene's awesome. Um. All right. Yeah, it's just not really like as a yeah. I, I love Nene. Oh, okay. My last question: James Harden is he going to play heavy minutes again and go for the MVP award? I think the first one, yes. The second one is somewhat questionable, but it feels like the Rockets really like those kind of milestones and shit. Like, like they've campaigned so much for Harden to get MVP and have like made up stats, mm-hmm. which again is like probably the players love that. But it also seems like, I mean, is is there a more likely MVP than James Harden next yes, year? Yes, there's two. Who who do you think? Uh, Giannis. Yeah, I just it 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 requires the Bucks to be like the third best team in the East. Storyline wise, I feel like though sports writers want to give it to Anthony Davis and they want to give uh, it to Giannis and they don't want to give it to James to Harden the same again. guy they gave it to before. Yeah. yeah. So um, he'd have to have a pretty big season, I think. I think he could just be the same kind of like analytics monster, but. But I don't know. It depends. It really just depends on how good the Pelicans and Bucks are. But like the Rockets, it feels like it's the safest bet for a team that is certainly going to be very good and has like one unquestioned MVP candidate. I also could see a scenario where the Warriors try hard all year and uh, either Steph Curry or Kevin Durant goes down for like two weeks and then the guy who went who's was healthy wins it yeah yeah i could say that too um but yeah i 
I would be very I would bet against Harden winning MVP ever again in his entire career. Wow. Uh I just think I, he's not going to top those the three seasons he just had in a row and he lost two of them to Steph Curry. Well, one to Westbrook. Oh, sorry. No, it, so yeah, so one to Steph Curry and one to Westbrook. I'm just saying he's like there's no reason to think he's not going to keep putting up these like crazy point and assist and efficiency numbers for a couple more years on a good team. Maybe. But yeah, they they could just want more novelty. It's hard to win a bunch in a row. Yeah. Um all right. I do think he'll try though. I th- I think th- I think they will. I think he does want to win another one for sure. Be bold, John. Canelo, be bold. Um my bold claim is that I think PJ Tucker's shooting is going to regress significantly. That's not that bold, but um sure. I think that's that's pretty bold. Um my bold claim is uh their defense is going to fall down again. Yeah, they were they were 6th in defense this last year and 1st in offense. Yeah, I think they're going to be more like 11th in defense. Yeah, I mean, I Again, this is a team that uh, is very fun and has, like, a bunch of dudes I really like. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, P.J. Tucker, what a what a like, wonderful, likable guy, but also not like a dude where you're like, oh, yeah, he should be fine at age 33. Well, and also it's weird when he's, like, your fourth best player. They just have a lot of – they have a lot of, like, husky dudes – and I don't know if that is like always that reliable when those husky dudes get a little older. I'm not saying they're fat, just a lot of like round and beefy guys. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. But they also added a lot of uh, guys who can't put on weight now. Yeah, yeah. I just mean maybe those they'll guys even are... each. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe they'll even each other out, where it's like the the like, thin guys will eat a lot, and then oh, the, and the other guys that... will. Yeah, and, and they'll be bo- body shamed into being like, man, Michael Carter Williams is so skinny. Yeah, I and should... then like the thin guys will be like, all right, I'll teach you to play basketball better if you can tell me how to stop eating simple carbohydrates. PJ Tucker's gonna teach them so they can oh, yeah, teach yeah. him how to <laughs> resist. Yeah. Um. All right, Sean. Let's talk about eating ass. As we always do. Uh, at what age? Was D- DJ Bruno Caboclo two years away from being two years away from eating ass? I'm going to say third grade. <laughs> I'm going to say 12 years old. Okay. Well, you're right. You're right. He is kind of a late bloomer. So, yeah. um, All right. The Spurs, Sean. Mm-hmm. Last year, they went 47 and 35. for Good for seventh in the West. They lost 4-1 to the Warriors, but would have swept them had Zaza Pachulia not injured Kawhi Leonard. That's true. Uh, they were 17th in offense, 3rd in defense. Their division odds are 6-1. to one. Uh, Oh, wait. Shit, we didn't do the Rockets over-under. We always forget oh. the over-unders. Mm-hmm. Um, over-under, 54.5, the Houston Rockets. I'm going to go over. It's I'm weird also, that, I would bang the shit out of this over. It's frankly. weird that, that Vegas has them like 10 games worse. Uh, yeah, it's really weird. Um, I, I, I just wonder, think they're going to win. Like, yeah. I wonder if that's the Laker money thinking overrating Trevor Ariza. 
Oh, and that's maybe. why it's like that. Because you know, it's all about trying to get dumb fans to bet. Um, I didn't realize Laker fans were still super into Trevor Ariza. Think nine about years all later. our friends are really into him. They are. I mean, he's a UCLA guy too, yeah. so that makes sense. Uh, all right, the Spurs though. Uh, division odds six to one, forty three and a half. Uh, coming in, Demar Derozan, four time All Star and future Hall of Famer, Marco Bellinelli, some of the worst tattoos in the league. Jakob Pertl, NBA's greatest Austrian. Lonnie Possibly Walker. ever. Yeah. Lonnie Walker the fourth, who's a dope rookie. Quincy Pondexter, who has a nerd's name. Uh, Dante Cunningham, once traded for Damian Lillard, FYI. Mm-hmm. He was. And a guy named Chimezi Metu. Chimezi Metu? Oh, man. Hashtag, he, don't, hashtag, don't look. <laughs> Chimezi hashtag Metu. Uh, leaving Kawhi Leonard. Tony Parker, Danny Green, Kyle Anderson, Brandon Paul, and Joffrey Laverne. They re-signed Rudy Gay, Davis Bertans, and Bryn Forbes. So my first question, Sean. Mm. Will DeMar DeRozan be the first spur not named Manu Ginobili to emphatically dunk during this decade? I think he is. I was trying to think, like... Because I can't even really remember Kawhi dunking on people. I feel like he must. I think both there was a there was that one year when they had both Kawhi and Jonathan Simmons, and both of them oh. used to dunk on people. Yeah, it's, okay, okay, Jonathan Simmons. I just don't have any real memory of Kawhi dunking. He just doesn't. Just feel like he would go up for like a thunderous dunk and then like finger roll it in. <laughs> he didn't want the attention. Uh, my next question is, uh, are the Spurs trying to inspire Rudy Gay by bringing in the NBA's best possible version of Rudy Gay, DeMar DeRozan? I kind of think that might be the case. Because uh, Rudy Gay was actually um, better in Toronto than he had been previously. Mm-hmm. So I, I do kind of wonder, like, Obviously, they're not unhappy. They traded Rudy Gay, but I wonder if he'd like gotten to play with Dwayne Casey instead of going to Sacramento and just having his soul crushed. I wonder if his reputation would have been like a little more. Uh, I feel like he would have been had a better career. I'll tell you where Rudy Gay would have had the best career uh, if he'd gone to the Golden State Warriors instead of. Uh... Patrick O'Brien, which almost oh happened. It was one pick away. Oh, Don God. Nelson and Rudy Gay would have loved each other. Oh, my God. He would have been, like, the greatest Billy Owens ever. Yeah. Also, I think Don Nelson might have inspired him to, like, get his vision checked earlier. Yeah. Or at least, like, smoke weed and get rid of the glaucoma that was <laughs> ruining his vision. Um. All right. Here are some facts I want to tell you about Lonnie Walker, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lonnie Walker, Spurs first round draft pick. Uh, he has curly dreads because he was so anxious about a test. He was twisting his hair and now says his hair is quote like its own person now. Okay. He has a tattoo of a pagoda saying, "I still have the Buddha traits. I'm very laid back, happy, generous, joyful." Uh, he doesn't watch basketball. Mm-hmm. He gives himself a 10 p.m. curfew. 
Which is good because that's when everything closes in San Antonio anyway. Uh, he believes all humans used to be giants, that slaves didn't build the pyramids, that Hitler did not commit suicide but escaped, and the moon landing was faked. Quote, just because you see things in the sky doesn't mean it was there. The background, the surroundings, y'all tried to make it look too much like the moon. Uh, he will not be seeing First Man this weekend. Sorry, Ryan Gosling. Um, he also tweeted some dope shit about how America sucks on the 4th of July, which was tight as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bring this up uh-huh. uh, asking you, is Lonnie Walker your favorite rookie this year? I mean, the only thing that makes me hedge on this at all is knowing that he's probably going to the Boston Celtics because of those political beliefs. No, because he... Yeah. Okay. If you're a if you're a Hitler suicide truther, that's that's a new level, I think. Also I that bet... human beings used to be giants. No, is, but I uh, bet Greg Popovich would he and Greg Popovich can have a lot of talks about Hitler's suicide because Pop knows, you know. Pop's like Pop's like, let me just show you some declassified documents yeah, Lonnie. Pop's seen the president's book of secrets, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um uh yeah, he's he's really fun. And it makes me feel like he's going to be a delightful figure in our lives for 10 years or out of the league in two years. <laughs> he could really go either way. Uh, but yeah, he's he's like, he's also going to dunk. It's like the dunkiest Spurs team in quite some time. I can't think of like a dunky Spurs team before. No, so not really. Yeah. Like, I don't even think George Gervin dunked. Well, George Gervin was in the first dunk contest, but yes, he said, I don't understand. He why did like I a lefty layup, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just in basketball shooting love stories, and people are like, yeah. In the basketball love story documentary, he is the best part about talking about that first dunk contest because he was like, I don't even know why I was in it. And basically, no one knew how a dunk contest was supposed to go. And then David Thompson began. Like, just invented the dunk contest there. Yeah, and then he and Dr. J essentially just did, like, a normal dunk contest before. And uh, artist Gilmore and uh, <laughs> George Gervin had done some, like, real shitty lame dunks. And then they watched it, and they were like, oh, right, this is what a dunk contest should be. <laughs> um, You have a mean question here, Sean. Do you want to ask it? Well, I don't even really think this is that mean. Could Jakob Pertl become the next Rosho Nesterovich? I think that's pretty mean. Rosho Nesterovich uh, sucked. He, he, I think he, I think if Jakob Pertl has Rosho Nesterovich's career, it is uh, a success. <laughs> I think he's going to have a better career than Rosho. Well, do you think he is going to play 11 seasons in the NBA? Yes. 12 seasons in the NBA, yes. in fact. All right. I mean, he might. I'm just <laughs> um, saying. I'm just saying. Yaga Pur- Russian Sarevich is uh, an NBA champion. Mm-hmm. Pertle's like athletic, though. I'm just saying. Like, we're we're underrating what Russian Sarevich <laughs> did in his career. Like, like people are people think these are like negative comparisons. Like most guys in the NBA do not have a 12 year career. So his his similarity scores. Who do you think is the most similar player to Russian Sarevich in NBA history? 
in NBA it, history. It is it is shocking. Well, through twelve, yeah. It's shocking. I just wouldn't have made this guess. It's Channing Fry. Oh, that's weird. Isn't that strange? They might just be matching win shares here. Mark Eaton and Theo Ratliff are also on the list, but ooh, Sean Bradley's eighth. That's not good. Yeah. But he did make $50 million over his NBA career. I think Jakob Pertle is going to be a really good spur. I um, think he'll be a fine spur. I like him. He, but Rosser Nasirovich was also a fine spur. He moves his feet. <laughs> he can kind of shoot. He's good. Yeah, um, much like Rosho Nasirovich. There are, there's someone we're, we're not talking about at all in this that we should uh-huh. be talking about. Canelo, be bold! Uh... I think DeJounte Murray is going to have, like, a huge year. Wow. I guess uh, I should have saved that for being bold. That's your bold claim, yeah. Yeah. Well, now that he's got Tony Parker out of the way. I think uh, he's going to be awesome. Uh, He's a terrible shooter. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, though, he can shoot now. He worked all summer. That's what they're saying. All right. I mean, he shot 26% from three last year. Yeah. I think he's going to be fucking all, he, cool. I, I mean... I hope he does. It'll be good if he does. I hope that's uh seems cool. Um He's gonna he's gotta keep he's gotta fight off Derek White. But uh you know, he was really good in the playoffs as a rookie. He had some good moments. Like that that to me is more telling that like if a guy's like inconsistent, that's fine. But if his if he's you know, anybody that can play well even briefly when they're like 20 years old in the playoffs that's that's a good indicator uh yeah all right my but next... yeah he, he basically does not make shots that are more than like three feet from the basket however um my last question or i guess i have two more will the spurs play better simply because they'll be able to concentrate on basketball and not keeping their romantic partners away from tony parker yeah 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 dude 100 percent sleeping with one eye open and like don't you think Tony Parker like only sleeps like four hours a night oh for sure uh and Sean this is a trick question you (laughs) you just are having me ask it so I'll get super angry Uh but how many future hall of famers are on this Spurs team this Spurs team I think it's three do you I mean Pau Gasol Pau Gasol is I think a slam dunk hall of famer I would say um I think DeMar DeRozan has a very good chance at making it. Uh-huh. Because and then you still, also he's think. He's pretty young. And then, of course, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge will be in the NBA Hall of Fame. <laughs> Fucking asshole. I mean, okay. I mean, look, it's just, it's just, I want people to, when there's a super team, people should acknowledge it. Great. All right. Uh... <laughs> I mean, how many, how many all-star teams does, does, does the man need to make? How many, how many beautiful 21-and-a-half-footers does he need to sink? Uh, all right, last question. Uh, uh-huh. With the debut of Gritty, the uh, the, uh-huh. the Philadelphia Flyers mascot that has taken the internet by storm, mm-hmm. is the Spurs Coyote no longer the sporting world's most deviant mascot? You know, in a way, I would say yes, like in terms of, lifestyle like i would believe gritty is basically capable of anything um but he also seems like gritty is more like 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 he's like the enforcer who like does whatever's necessary you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but i don't i don't necessarily think 
Gritty is doing perverse things just for kicks. Gritty wears I mean, pants. Well, and he's like that's he's like the biggest weird... difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gritty like, wears pants. The Spurs Coyote is not that weird and has driven himself into like a weird, like Burning Man. Also, the up. Spurs Coyote literally looks like he just smoked drugs. Yeah, and like he you, he has like bloodshot eyes. I mean, gritty like is drugs. He's right. like made of drugs. To me, but... gritty is like uh... you're He's like not... a hockey goon. What? Gritty is more like a hockey goon. The Coyote doesn't even really have like a basketball equivalent, unless it's <laughs> to like me, gritty Rod... feels more like a source for good, like. Even though he looks insane. No, he's he's an in, yeah, he's just a tough guy. He'll do what it takes. He'll shoot you in the back with a t-shirt gun, but it's not out of like malice. No, it's, it's fun. out of justice. The 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 coyote, the sun the Spurs coyote is like the fucking joker. Well, and the the gritty, gritty has like an <laughs> The equivalent... Spurs coyote just wants to watch right. the world burn. So Gritty has an equivalent in the sport he's a mascot for. He's like a hockey goon. The Coyote, there's nothing in basketball that's like that except maybe Dennis Rodman when he was like really acting out sexually uh, in like the the weird Spurs early Bulls era where he was just like trying to like kind of molest guys and uh -huh. <laughs> use homophobia to his power. That feels like the Coyote to me. It's like Rodman on the Spurs. Like Sean, let me send you something real quick. I wanna, I wanna hear your reaction to this. Okay. This picture of the coyote. It's sent. You should check your your Skype chat log. Oh yeah. I mean, he's he's a maniac. He literally, he's troubling. The Spurs but coyote also, is troubling. There's like two or three different eye settings that he has that are all like, look like he's under different drugs. Yeah. But yeah, I I definitely don't like the coyote for sure <laughs> let me just say that i love gritty the coyote like I, I feel like he's being aggressive towards me personally he also again does not wear pants don't like it and it's very upsetting don't like it he at occasionally all. wears pants when he's in a costume yes so that he's... shows he knows that <laughs> pants should be necessary yes that's the thing. If you never ever wear pants, like I don't, I don't feel like Donald Duck is perverse or Winnie the Pooh. Like, you know. <laughs> but if he, but yeah, he's implicitly acknowledging that pants are something that he should be wearing, and then he's just opting out because he's a freak. God, I hate that coyote. All right, um, <laughs> be bold, Sean. Canelo, be bold. Um, my bold claim is, I think this is a fifty-win team. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, like they're just, you know, as as much as you're gonna be able to do with a Kawhi Leonard deal, I think they did great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You no, know, I mean, I ideally, agree. you just didn't want to trade him, but since you had to. This is pretty great. Um, I think Demar is going to thrive. Um, yeah, I definitely think Murray's pretty promising. They just have like a lot of good basketball players. Yeah, and they're not very, they're not that exciting, but and their coach is Greg Popovich. Um, again, yeah. uh, and now he's going to be angry. 
who is also a future Hall of Famer, of course. We just didn't that's true. That's true. It. All right. Well, so, and every member of the assistant coaching staff eventually will make it. Yeah. Well, so we've done our over unders now too. So, uh, final question: Tim Duncan's gone. Tony Parker's gone. Kawhi Leonard's gone. Manu Ginobili is gone. Who is the Spurs' new big three of eating ass? Ooh. Okay. This so this to I me think... is easy. I'll take it first. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Please. It's Marco Bellinelli. It's Pau Gasol. It's um, Patty Mills. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I would not have thought of Pau, but you're completely right about Pau. Yeah, I think I think that's good. And then I think they have I think Lonnie Walker four has a lot of potential. But that's that's the that's the big three. Yeah, for sure. Pau Gasol like in like a loving medically appropriate manner too. yes um all right the new orleans pelicans last year 48 and 34 sixth in the west they swept the portland trailblazers uh and then lost to the warriors four to one tenth in offense 14th in defense their division odds are 15 to two uh they said goodbye to boogie cousins rajon rondo Emeka okafor and charles cook they re-signed ian clark for some reason um and they are bringing in Julius Randle, beloved Laker and large son, Alfred Payton, who finally got a haircut, Jaleel Okafor, who's now vegan and also is a bust, of course, Jared Jack, who who knew he was still in the league, and Trevon Blewett. That sounds like a like the king of a Mardi Gras parade, not a. <laughs> Uh, an NBA rookie. Um, my first question is New Orleans going to offer Anthony Davis a supermax? Yeah, I think that's like the biggest question because people people like to. I feel like the way people t- try to talk about player movement is very like player centric in terms of like, oh, did they did they please the player enough? Is he going to go? You can even see this with uh, the Jimmy Butler situation where it feels very likely that he's being forced out of Minnesota, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead it's like, oh, Tom Thibodeau didn't do a good job of like pleasing him enough. And uh, you kind of heard the same thing about Jimmy Butler in Chicago. And in, in many of those cases, the teams don't want to pay the Supermax contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's, there's been a bunch of guys who have been moved right before that. Paul George, I think, is, I don't know, Indiana – might have given him a supermax actually. But anyway, regardless, um the supermax is so much money that I really think that Anthony Davis would just take it if it was offered because it's, you know, it's like 40 million. It's a really significant amount of money. Um he is already rich, maybe he wants to win, but I feel like a competent agent is just trying to lock in this supermax contract right now. And so I think people are viewing New Orleans from the wrong perspective, not so much like will they convince Anthony Davis to stay or is it like are they not going to want to commit to this much money for this much time? I understand what you're saying, but I kind of disagree. I think... Do you think New Orleans is go- just going to give him one? I, I think they'd, they'll offer it. I disagree about whether he wants a Supermax because I think what LeBron and Kevin Durant have kind of taught a lot of these guys is your best bet is actually just to be a free agent every fucking year when you're this good. 
I mean, maybe, but also it's like like that's a pre Supermax idea. You know, Kevin Durant has not had only has the option of signing a Supermax next summer. Right. No, I understand, but like okay, so you're Anthony Davis, right? Uh-huh. They've done a terrible job of building you building a team around you. Like they still don't have wings, really. Well, I just I you look at New Orleans and I mean, they brought in Boogie Cousins. That seems like a pretty good acquisition. They kept Jeru Holiday. Yeah, but you were ta- you personally were talking about how um, much you loved Buddy Heald yesterday. But I- I'm just saying, like that deal's also a slam dunk. Like, like they're doing the moves that you'd seemingly want them to. They they swept a playoff series this year. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's like uh, they won 48 games. It's like. I mean, maybe he wants to. I just, I don't, I don't know if there's a bunch of like obviously better front office situations. You know, like maybe he wants to go to Boston, I guess. But that kind of seems like something I've been hearing from Celtics fans. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, Rich Paul's his agent now. He might want to go play with LeBron, baby. Yeah, but I mean, Rich Paul agents, Rich Paul clients also often are, you know, f- forcing teams to give them supermaxes. Yeah, like John Wall. So I just, I just think, I, I think it is at least equally likely that New Orleans is, especially given that their owner died, uh, there might be some hesitation to simply pay out that much money, especially if they're going to sell the team. And, yeah. uh, so I, w- I wonder if we're going to be seeing some stuff in the next year that is like New Orleans nudging Anthony Davis to request a trade, hmm. which is that's a real baseball thing that happens a lot where teams like don't want to actually trade their franchise player and they just try to like goad him into a trade request. Yeah, I would be surprised if he signs another contract with New Orleans personally. And also I really hope it's not he doesn't go to the Boston Celtics I that would that would kill me um anyway I got sad there and wistful and was staring out a window uh Sean this team played at the NBA's fastest pace last year uh is a full season of this going to kill Jared Jack uh yes it will it'll kill him dead (laughs) all right uh you have a quiz for me here yeah uh Joey who was the Pelicans best three-point shooter last year I'm going to guess DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, that is incorrect. It was Etwan Moore. You oh, love Etwan Moore. I do. He's so underrated. One of the most underrated players in basketball. So reliable. Uh, a guy A guy any NBA team should be happy to have. Plays defense. A little bit undersized at the three, but just hits threes. So many threes. Uh, really, really kind of an X factor in the playoffs last year, too. Uh, okay, their defense last year was only fourteenth, num- uh, um, uh, and they have Anthony Davis, uh, probably seems... the best defensive player in basketball. Um, uh, like please don't make me. Please don't defend make me... Rudy Gobert. Yeah, please don't make me defend Rudy Gobert. Okay, he's at he's at le- at worst a top five defender in the NBA. Yeah, I. He kind of makes me crazy because he's, like, one of those guys who, like, insists on being a fake power forward when really he's a center, you know? 
which that kind of makes me crazy. And I don't think that center when it matters. Right. But I don't think the like 15 minutes a game where like 45 year old Omeka Okafor is playing center is what's helping their defense. You know what I mean? Um, well, I, I kind of think it was Rondo's fault last year. Well, it's also, yes, of course. Uh, everything is Rondo's fault. Um, which player's most likely to get a smoothie-related nickname, Sean? Hmm, this is interesting. I kind of think Drew Holiday. Like, he has such an amazing name already. But uh, I could see, like, he's getting a little more prominent. I could see them really pushing some kind of, like, smooth operator name or something. Yeah, Um. I think it's going to be Julius Randle, obviously. Oh, let's get punched. Orange Julius, right? That's oh, obvious. Oh my God! Um, wow, he's gonna get a statue in that town. <laughs> uh, all right, be bold, Sean. Canelo, be bold. Uh, oh yeah, my my bold thing is uh, they're gonna offer and sign Anthony Davis to a supermax. That's still two years away, though, right? Oh, do I need to make a bold one for this season? Okay. I mean... Um. Okay, Alfred Payton, legitimate NBA player. That's my bold claim. Wow, that is bold. He, he cut his hair, man. That was the main thing emotionally holding him back. And now, like, it's like he, he shed, he's shedding the cities of Orlando and Phoenix, like like a like a skin, like hosing off uh, an, uh, like a pelican that was in an oil spill. That's Alfred Payton cutting his hair. Okay, I can see it. Um, my be bold prediction. Uh, this team's missing the playoffs. Okay. Uh, I just don't think a team that has both Alfred Payton, uh, and Jaleel Okafor can make the playoffs in the Western Conference. Yeah, they have Anthony Davis though. Yeah, but he Anthony Davis also has a tendency to miss games. Yeah, I'm um, just saying they. They, at full strength, were, what, the fourth best team in the West last year? Yeah. I'm just saying, I think their two best players have a tendency to miss extended stretches of games. And last year, they were lucky enough not to have Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis miss games at the same time. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think think Drew Holiday is just, um, like, over his injuries. He basically had, like one you know like malpractice injury from the Sixers but you know he's he basically has he he played 81 games last year and he only missed games the year before because his wife had brain cancer oh oh, I know look I'm a I am a giant Drew Holiday man I've been a Drew Holiday man for years Um, I just don't I just don't think he's actually uh a health risk anymore yeah I think that's fair um I just, again, I don't trust, like, you know, Miritich is going to do that again. I'm not so sure. Like, and he's got to be their third best player. And I just don't, based on how the West is this year, I don't know if that's a playoff team in the West, that a team that where Nikola Miritich is their third best player. That's Julius Randle now. I mean, we'll see. Uh, All right. The Dallas Mavs. Oh, sorry. Ass eating. Sean, does Pierre the Pelican eat ass? Um, I think he doesn't. I think he's like he's such a 
he's so terrifying. I could see him. I just don't think he does. That the beak is so weird. I just don't think he does it. It's like it's really humid in New Orleans. Who wants Pierre Pelican to do it? No one. Pierre the Pelican is a eunuch, I think. I hope he is. Uh, yeah, there, he doesn't eat ass, but he does like eat. He is a cannibal. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. He eats people for sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, and pelicans. Um, over under Sean, forty four and a half. Ah, oh, boy. Uh, I'm gonna say over. I think they win like a, a, a slight over. I think they'll be basically as good as they were last year. Forty six, forty seven wins. Give me that under, baby. Um, like I said, I don't think they're making the playoffs, and I think it's going to take, like, 44 wins to make the playoffs. Um, all right, the Dallas Mavericks. Last year, they were 24-58, and 58 for good mm-hmm. for 13th in the West. Their offense, 24th, 17th in defense. Their division odds are 60-1. to 1. Their over-under is 34-and-a-half. Uh, they said goodbye to Yogi Ferrell. Hey, boo-boo! New- Nerland's Noel, the hot dog man. Seth Curry, Doug McDermott, Aaron Harrison, and Kyle Collinsworth, who I thought called football games. They re-signed Salah Mejri for some reason. Um, Gotta have those weird bigs. Uh, And they brought in DeAndre Jordan, who is Kevin Love's mom, of course. Uh, Luka Doncic, future Hall of Famer and future Rookie of the Year. Uh, Devin Harris, it's his third time with the Mavericks. Jalen Brunson, who's Rick Brunson's son. Ray Spaulding, who's a long-armed rookie who dunks. Yan Yuang Ding, who uh, is probably not... He's probably going back to China after the preseason. And uh, the Greek Freak's little brother, Costas Adetokounmpo. I'm never going to be able to say that last name correctly. Greek Freaklet, baby. Um, Sean. Devin Harris. It's weird we're starting at Devin Harris here. Look, it's the biggest story of the Mavs offseason. He needs to be traded and then re-signed once more to get the full Ricky Henderson. Will it happen? I think it will. I think so, too. Yeah, I think he's coming back again. Like, just harvesting. The weird thing is they don't really ever seem to get anything for him, particularly. Well, they got Jason Kidd that one time. Well, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That that got him a title. <laughs> but yeah, other times not so much. Uh, before yeah, we... he's gonna play like sixteen years. <laughs> he could he could get traded two and resign two more times, and I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> is Dirk gonna get gifts for his retirement tour? Uh, tour because he says this is officially his last year, right? Yeah, and. But he's like, it's weird because he doesn't do endorsements or anything. He just does, like, videos for the team. Dirk should get gifts. Right. But I don't uh, know if he will. Yeah, I mean, he's he's given us so much. But I don't, it feels like he's not considered the same kind of, like like, for some reason, Paul Pierce's expectation of gifts, which is so sad and pathetic, also seems like, well, yeah, I could, I guess I could see that. He didn't get gifts, though, did he? No, did... of course yeah. not. People hated him. People love Dirk. Um, but also, what do you get him? What do you, what do you get a man who has everything emotionally? Yeah, what would you get? What would you get, uh, Dirk? 
you know, it's weird because like I, I would, my default is like something German, but Dirk doesn't like. I know he is a big German and everything. He doesn't like. That's not what he like represents to me. If I were in charge of the Golden State Warriors, uh huh. I mean, obviously, you would get him a replica of that hole in the locker room at Oracle because it's also mm-hmm. Oracle's last year, so it's perfect. Oh, I mean, maybe yeah. you even just give him the hole. Yeah. Because they're leaving that arena anyway. Yeah. I mean, if you're Dirk, is that like kind of an insult? No. But he signed Dirk, it, right? Dirk loves it now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. oh, Dirk yeah, won, won a championship. Yeah. yeah so it doesn't matter. Um, I would maybe get him, like, the Miami Heat should definitely get him some, like, special cough drops from that insulting video. Uh, somebody but... should make a mosaic of that photo, the cowboy hat photo with him and Nash and Cuban. Did you see they recreated it this year at the rookie no, photo that's shoot? Hilarious. It's really funny. It's, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll post it, but, uh. Yeah, they the the young Mavs recreated the cowboy photos. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, um, Cuban not in the picture, good. so perfect. Fuck Mark Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard thing about talking about the Mavericks now is, fuck Mark Cuban. But but uh, we but love, love Dirk. We love Dirk. I think we're gonna love Luca. Uh-huh. We love Dennis Smith Jr. I love Harrison people. Barnes. I love Harrison yeah. Barnes. I, I can't speak for everybody. I mean, the real thing, we don't have this question, uh, uh-huh. is, is this team going to be good? I mean, my answer they're is they're kind like, of the question mark. They and Memphis are kind of the question marks in the entire I, conference. Well, I would agree with you about Dallas being a question mark, uh, but we'll get to Memphis. Uh, I think I think Memphis has answered the questions we've had about them for the last couple of years. Um, well, yeah, like, are they, is this a good team? And I'm just not sure that Dirk Nowitzki is very good at basketball anymore. Well, he's coming off the bench. He doesn't even need to be. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's not like they don't have defense when you're coming off the bench, you know, like it's, look, I want him to keep playing. Don't, don't get me wrong. I just. I don't I don't know if he's that much of an asset for a team. I just think you're putting too much stock into what Dirk means to this team now. Like Dirk is you know, he's a rotation player, but like, you know, is Dirk okay. their sixth best player now? But I'm I'm just saying like I love the future of this Mavericks team. I'm not really sure who's uh going to be getting buckets on this team. Well, Harrison Barnes Right. <laughs> no, I, mean, I think they, I think Luca. I think Dennis Smith is going to have a pretty big year, actually. Yeah, I'm just like, look, great future. They're well set up, uh, but you know they've they've got like a 20 year old and a 19 year old in their backcourt. It's just like, it's well, just they're hard. playing Luca at power forward, aren't they? Isn't oh, that the idea? What? Okay, so they've got. They are relying on two people that cannot legally drink, I mm-hmm. believe. And, <laughs> like, again, gr- feel great about these guys. But, like, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. wasn't very good last year. No. Um, rookies just generally aren't that great unless uh, their name is Jason Tatum. <laughs> That's one of our greatest rookies of all time. <laughs> 
Can you believe uh, he's, he was only 19 years old last year? Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, <laughs> and I think I actually think DeAndre will really be um, an asset on offense for sure. Uh, yeah. That's like the the weird public perception of DeAndre Jordan of being like a great defensive player when he's not and being crappy on offense when actually he's really good. <laughs> um, yeah. It's weird just because he can't make free throws. But um, I don't, they'll be they'll be way better. I just like expecting them to win. They're going to have to win 20 more games next year. And well, I know they were tanking. But... Actually brings up an interesting point. Yeah. Uh, the team had a really a much better point differential than their record last year mm-hmm. and just added guys. Right. Um, well, I mean, like last year, Rick Carla was incredible at like the game that's closed through three quarters and then Salah Mejri's closing games. Yeah. Like it was it was pretty incredible that they were really good at. Um, you know who was secretly good? Uh, if you look at his numbers last year is Dwight Powell was secretly really pretty good last year. Yeah. It's just they t- to me, it's like. This is exactly what they should be doing is adding these like awesome generational young talents and like DeAndre Jordan on a one year deal is perfect. But this to me does not say 20 games of improvement when, you know, Luke is a great addition, probably won't be that great next year. You know, they added a bunch of rookies, um, you know, and it's not like it's not like these guys were anything great, but like essentially I don't I don't I just don't I don't like like Yogi Farrell might have given them as much as they're gonna get from Dennis Smith Jr. this year um I tend to think that if a guy is gonna be good it happens in year two so I think we'll know almost right away uh I mean maybe it's just like it's tough playing with guys that are you know, playing against guys that are older and bigger than you when you're 20 years old. That's all. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. This is such a – they're such an interesting team because, like, I lean towards you normally with rookies, but with Luka huh. Doncic, it's like I I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, right, but just like, because okay. – Imagine you're signing an NBA all-star free agent. You're mm-hmm. adding Jimmy Butler to your team. How much better do you expect the team to be after that? Like 10 games? Seven games? Eight games? So how many games better is Luka Doncic going to add? Well, that's – but that is the question I don't know because, again, it's a level of play thing normally. Right. Where he's like, also – isn't he 18? Yeah, but he was like the MVP of the second best league in the world last year. I just don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know the difference between okay, but... college basketball and a Euro League. Like, okay. what that means. Well, let's let's go to the over under. Their over under yeah. is thirty four and a half. Having said all of this, I am taking the under. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm taking a slight over, but I wouldn't bet it. I think they're going to yeah. win. Between 35 and 40 games. I think they'll be way better for sure, but uh, it, I think it's a long way to go to get to the playoffs. Like, like thinking they'll be better than... I just don't know that they're going to be better than the Clippers, you know? 
They're definitely going to be more fun than the Clippers. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to watch them much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just, you know, these guys will be great to watch. But, yeah, like, in terms of the playoffs, seems like it'll be a lot to ask. It would be magical. I certainly want it to happen. It would be, be, for them to make the playoffs, Luka Doncic essentially has to be Larry Bird, like, right away, which is what Larry Bird was. And, I mean. He was. And. I'm not. That's not necessarily out of the question. I just would rather bet against it than bet on it. You know what and I again, mean? Yeah, just that he's, you know, he's he's 19. Yeah. Uh, all right, be bold. He's playing dude. against grown-ups. Uh, Canelo, be bold! Uh, my bold... It's, it's not that bold to pick Luca for Rookie of the Year. Um. I'm going to say DeAndre Jordan does not stick around after this season. Okay. I I think that's fair. Um, I think um, I have no idea how to be bold about this team. Um, I think they're going to be – I think Dennis Smith Jr. is going to win most improved player. Oh, that's cool. That's a a great prediction. Like that's the – The only thing that makes me worried is – I saw Fultz's jump shot last night, and then that seems like a pretty uh, easy shoe in. But anyway, yeah. Utah fans are going to say not an improved player. Yeah. Um. All right. Ass eating. Donnie Nelson has continually tried to escape his father's shadow. He hated being called son of. He had a crew cut. He's a Christian. Clearly, Donnie Nelson Jr. does not eat ass. But what right. other ways does he defy his father? Um, I could see him, like, getting into, like, board games instead. Like, things that you couldn't possibly gamble on. You know what I mean? Like, he's his dad's like, come on, come to the poker room. And he's like, there's a Settlers of Catan expansion pack. Um, I could also see him, like, maybe getting really aggressively into juicing. Although it's not impossible that the dad, Mr. Don Nelson himself, has gotten into that himself recently. I mean, I think this is a pretty easy answer, actually. And it's that as running the Dallas Mavericks, he has continually signed terrible, humpy, bad centers. Oh. Like, he's just... He loves like slow plotting seven footers to put around uh-huh. Dirk Nowitzki. Whether it's uh, you know, uh, fucking Dwight Powell, any of these guys, Salah Mejri. You think Don Nelson would have signed Salah Mejri again? I mean, it it was his like greatest weakness was the Alden Listers and the Sean Bradleys of the world. True, but he never would have gave, given Eric Dampier that contract. I don't think he would have given Eric Dampier the time of day. No. <laughs> um, all right, the Memphis Grizzlies. Last year they went 22-60 and 60 for 14th in the West, 27th in offense, 26th in defense. Division odds 65-1, to 1, over under 34.5. Uh, they said goodbye to Tyreek Evans, Ben McElmore, Deontay Davis, Mario Chalmers, and Jarrell Martin. They brought in Jaron Jackson Jr., Kyle Anderson, slow-mo forward, Omri Caspi, Warriors washout, Garrett Temple, who's two last names, Shelvin Mack, and Javon Carter. Um, my first question, 
Chandler Parsons wrote an article for the Players' Tribune where he compared himself to Grant Hill. Does this mean he won't be good again until he's 35 years old in 2023? Um, yeah, but he might be playing in like a prison league at that point. <laughs> Dude's going to get in trouble. Uh, yeah, I don't expect Chandler Parsons to ever be good again, frankly. Um, all right, another Chandler uh, Parsons question for you. Is Chandler Parsons sucking on purpose, or is he uh, so he's not as famous when he inevitably gets me tooed? I feel like this might explain it. <laughs> um, there's so many factors, but yeah, I could I could see him doing that. He has uh, a guaranteed contract. All right, uh, next question. We love Jaron Jackson Jr., mm-hmm. uh, but wouldn't you feel better if he was the same guy but named Mario Ellie Jr.? Oh, absolutely, I would. Mario Ellie, uh, like the tougher streetwise version of Jaron Jackson from those same Spurs teams, <laughs> um, essentially ended up in the NBA, I think, because he was on a high school team with Chris Mullen. And then eventually, like, he was a seventh round draft pick. And somehow, like, they had an injury and Mullen was like, hey, Don, look uh, at this guy I used to play with, uh, Mario Ellie, you know, he's uh it was a good guy. And his nickname on the playgrounds was The Jedi. That's good. good nickname. Yeah. All right. This is where we talk about whether this team is going to be good or yes. not. Yes. Um, how many games do Conley and Gasol play combined? So, Marc Gasol has been, like, hurt, but also kind of just benched for tanking, I think. Yeah. I don't, I'm not totally sure, like, what his medical issues have been. He played... He played 73. His last three years, he played 52, 74, and 73 games. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, given that he is Big Mark, La Tanqueda, and Big Burrito, a nickname I've (laughs) never heard him called, but basketball reference insists, is his nickname. It's a good nickname. Big Burrito? Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, but, But only feels like like these are like nagging injuries like like it was one thing when he broke his face right um but yeah he played his game his last four years 70 games 56 games 69 games super nice and then he played 12 games last year and you know somewhat shut down for uh tanking reasons as well i think he maybe had surgery that you know, they weren't trying to win last year. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. Um, but he is, he's 30 years old. He is 6'1", and he weighs 180 pounds. Yeah. I think Gasol's going to miss 12 games, mm-hmm. and I think Mike Conley's going to miss 25 games. Which is not that many, but it is a lot. Mm-hmm. I that's think my that's guess. fair. I think I think Gasol's probably going to play like 70 games. Mm-hmm. And I think Conley's going to play like 68. Well, that's that would be great for them. Yeah. Uh I'm weirdly bullish on the Grizzlies. Mhm. But also I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, look, I really 
like Jared Jackson Jr. It seems like they Jared Jackson Jr. feels like they've made some good moves on the periphery. Uh, it's so weird that there's like a Memphis to Sacramento pipeline that's mm-hmm. developing now. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, taking look, turning Sacramento Kings players into good players is good. That they you should continue ripping off the Sacramento Kings until they figure out what they're doing. For well, sure. I mean they they somehow failed with Ben McLemore and then sent him back. Right, that's, that's great. That's incredible. <laughs> um, uh, so Garrett Temple them. and Kyle Anderson, I think, are good. Like they're but good like, NBA players, but I don't know. If they're like what? They're the not is, what these this team needs, which is well, like one of those guys is starting though. Right. And then at shooting guard, let me give you their shooting guard Marshawn depth Brooks, chart right now. Maybe they Dil- Dylan to... Brooks, Dylan Brooks, Wayne Seldon Jr., Marshawn Brooks. Uh, I, it just it's not a lot of players, right? That and that's the problem. Omri Caspi's like they need know, to be bad one more year. Man. Yeah, and it's weird because it's like. You don't want to be bad with Gasol, like. I mean, the problem you know. is, is they're. They definitely need to tank this year, though. Actually, and I don't, I don't, because if they don't get, if their pick isn't in the top eight, it goes to the Celtics. Oh God! And next year, if. <laughs> and next year, if it's not in the top six, it goes to the Celtics. So- I mean, they're they're not going to tank this year, though, right? I mean, I guess I guess they would trade Gasol or Conley, you know. I just don't know if anyone's going to take those contracts. Now. It's it's a tough it's a tough one, right? Like, well, I I just don't know. It it seems like Gasol such a... has a player option in twenty nineteen. Okay, so he's effectively expiring. He can opt out. But he might opt in. Yeah. That's the guy. Like, I don't, I just can't see Mike Conley getting traded somewhere. Like, how does, how does the math even work? You know? Mike Conley, who's the Grizzlies' best offseason addition? Um, Besides Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, oh. Um, I think it's Kyle Anderson, actually. Yeah, I like both Kyle Anderson and Garrett Temple. I just think they're going to be asking them to do a little too much. Yeah, but Kyle Anderson's like that's a that's a great dude to uh he's just reliable. He's not like he's not super fun to watch. Also, he's 25. Um he's yeah. got some upside. Uh over under 35 and a half, Sean. Or 34 and a half. Uh I think under I I sorry Grizzlies fans. I want him I'd, I'd like him to be good, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think, I think I think they might trade Gasol too. I think they should want to keep that pick one more year. Um so I'm also going to take the under. Even though I think they're going to be frisky until be- it comes time to tank. I think they're be- going to be a hard win like I think they're going to have some hard losses. Uh and they'll be fine. I think Jaron Jackson's going to be fun to watch. I mean, that's what JB Biggerstaff is there for, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and I think I think the the pick they got they're giving the Celtics is for two players that they no longer have and may not even be signed by NBA teams anymore. 
Uh, yeah, that's sad. Be bold. Canelo, be bold. Oh, be bold. Uh, Marcus Hall's getting traded. It's a good be bold. Um, I think Chandler Parsons is gonna play thirty-two games, <laughs> and he'll be good for seven of them. Yeah, I like it. Um, all right, eat ass. We all know. Chandler Parsons definitely eats ass. So, who's your favorite uh, historical ass-eating Memphis Grizzly? I mean, like, so I'm I'm saying we got to go back further because obviously Zach Randolph, one of the absolute champs in NBA history, right? Yes. Um, I don't. I think Big Country Reeves like never even touches a butt. Mm-hmm. I just think he's uh so I guess I'm gonna say hold on, I'm just looking at a little list here, here to make I'll sure. I'll go first. Yeah, yeah, you go first. Um I think Othella Harrington definitely eats ass. That's good. You know who I think is like like kind of an underrated guy? Brian Cardinal. Yeah, sure. The janitor. <laughs> oh sorry, it was the custodian. Sorry. The custodian. Uh, yeah, I think he's, I think he's a good one and, and going like way back, uh, Tony Massenberg. Yeah. I also was looking at him. He was um, informally known as Tony Assenberg. Damon Jones also time. definitely eats ass. Stromile Swift though does not. All mm-hmm. right. Um, <laughs> seems the nope. Okay. Well, um, that's our, uh, preview of this division, but as listeners might know, we don't really know that much about basketball no, we only like stories it's it's pro wrestling to us to once again quote aj delario in the uh in the balea versus gawker lawsuit um, <laughs> uh but we do know two people who claim to know a lot about basketball also legal experts also legal experts also politics experts uh also not so much experts in the realm of uh science experiments um no it's a another episode of the podcast within a podcast slammed up with brett slampson and randy ledoux um take it away guys this is slammed up with Brett Sampson and Randy Ludu. Analytics, friendship, efficiency, and promo codes. These guys are fucking dorks. Uh, welcome back to the Slammed Up Basketball Podcast, the podcast within a podcast. Uh, it inhabits it, much like a... Uh, virus inside your bloodstream that infects you with the great basketball knowledge with me as often is my co-host randy ledoux i'm brett slamson um hi brett uh-huh uh great to hear from you how are you doing today um things are going okay over here um i still miss my son Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't. I don't miss your son at all, because uh, he's doing such great work with us. Uh, if you're just catching up, uh, Jeremy, Randy's estranged son, is uh, the slammed-up intern. So he crunches the numbers, he lives in a special room, uh, he gets his, he gets two meals a day, 
and uh, he's a great intern. We love having him here. Shouts to Jeremy, everybody. Um, and if you have any questions for Jeremy, uh, just put them on the Snapchat or the Patreon page, or you can just uh, skywrite them near the rental property. He does have a window where he can see the outside world. Well, that's uh, good news. I was worried he didn't have a window. No, he does. He does. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the window's closing quickly, much like our first team's window of contention. It's the Houston Rockets. Uh, they were the top seed in the West, and, uh, you know, they made some changes in the offseason. They, they had to let some people go. Randy, what did you think about this team? Oh, I love these moves. They let go all those corpses they had. Ryan mm-hmm. Anderson, Trevor yeah. Ariza, Luke Richard and Bahamute. That, guy, that guy's a reanimated zombie. Joe he's, he's Johnson. Literally... Mm-hmm. Jeff Bizdelic. Oh, he was so old. Oh, they get that get that mummy out of here. He was cursing that team with his undead ways. And they brought in so much length and so much switchiness. Mm-hmm. Marquise I mean, it's... Chris, Bruno Caboclo, Michael Carter Williams, one of my favorite players. So switchy. You love him. Uh yeah, I think these were great moves because uh what the Rockets really needed more than anything, more than shooting, more than defense, is some some able bodied young men who could donate their organs to James Harden or Chris Paul. Uh I'm I'm getting very excited to see Bruno Caboclo's knees implanted onto Chris Paul's body. Uh, I think it'll let him uh, play a little better in the fourth quarter and uh into the postseason. That's also why they brought in Isaiah Hartenstein, because he's Dr. Hartenstein. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. And so uh, would you say that the the hybrid uh, collection of body parts attached to various parts of P.J. Tucker, uh, par- poor Michael Carter-Williams, that would be Hartenstein's monster? Yes, exactly. Okay, don't call it Hartenstein, though, because uh, <laughs> we will talk about it a lot. We we do not like things that are incorrect on One the podcast. I don't like, though, is bringing in Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. A player who has never been good. Not never, once. Never. Not once. Not never. even when he won a national championship. No, in Jerry college. McNamara carried that team. We yeah. all know that. Well, of course we do. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to have to talk to our first sponsor. Uh, we've got a new sponsor today. It is a non alcoholic beer for non medical birth companions. It's called Odulas. Now, when you are a semi professional comforter to a pregnant woman, you've got to be on your game. You can't get drunk or you could use your license, which I assume is issued by a fortune teller or a shaman or someone who has a lot of incense in your garage. I believe you can also get that certification at Burning Man. Uh, because how can you be intoxicated when you have to hold someone's hand and hum an indigo girls song? Obviously, you want to just be drinking Odulas. It's an organic beer, it has an extremely low concentration of alcohol. Uh, in case there is a medical emergency during a birth, who is going to dial the phone and call someone with skills that could actually help? Uh, that's you. You're a doula. Drink Odulas. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. And uh, in fact, if you want to get your first promotional six-pack of Odulas, you have to be of legal age, 21, so 12 years away from death. Six years away from death. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man, the math error on Slammed Up. We're going to get some letters for sure. Uh but if you want to get your first promotional sick pack, just use uh, the promo code postpartum depression. We talk uh, about it all the time. Talk about it all the time on the podcast. Uh, and you can get your first uh, pack of Odua's. Uh, moving down the West, but uh, staying in the state of Texas, it's the San Antonio Spurs. Remember the Alamo? Uh, I do. I remember that time you got lost in the Alamo. 
Oh, it was not good. No, it was we we had like an, an electron microscope and a bunch of uh, corpse sniffing dogs. I that found came the in. bones of Davy Crockett. That was amazing. Uh, do you do you still have that coonskin cap? No. Okay. Yeah, it was it was it had a lot of lice. I mailed it to Jeremy. Oh. But it turned out Jeremy was at your house. Well, it, technically Jeremy's at the rental property. Uh, he's not he's not at my normal domain or the Airbnb or the shanty or the rental doghouse. It's it's the rental property. And he's in the den. Moving on, uh, they made some moves. They traded Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan, who... Ew! Uh, oh, my God. It's, it's just disgusting to watch him play basketball. I Every time he takes a shot inside the three-point line, I throw up in my mouth a little bit. Mid-range jumpers make me cut myself. Oh, you do? Yeah, that's with a with a really tiny blade too. What are you what are you using like the a, a laser or a a tiny knife if you whittled it yourself? It's a Swiss army knife I had made by a winner of Forged in Fire. Oh, well, that's that's pretty incredible. I I, I like that. That's that's our he one of our He made it favorite. out of a grain of rice. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, you've literally been cut by blades of grass before. So that's not that's not all out of the question. I am very tiny, and also my skin is paper thin. Mm-mm. Oh, wow. I love it. Uh, so they also added uh, Jakob Pertl, who is Austrian. Uh, we know Austria because, uh, you know, my, my family were noblemen there before the Anschluss. Uh, we talked about that a lot on the podcast. Uh, what do you think about the moves they made besides the disgusting addition of DeRozan? I can't stand it. Yeah, it's terrible. There's no switchiness at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's not very switchy. It's very plodding. Uh, thank God that they have Hall of Famer Greg Popovich and future Hall of Famers. I don't know the names of them on the coaching staff, but once I learn them, they will be my number one coaching prospects in the NBA. All right. Let's talk to a – we've got another sponsor. Uh, this is a children's product. Uh, it's Pick and Popples. These are like – the popples that you remember from your childhood, but these are able to hit a contested 18-foot jumper. Uh, this is the switchiest stuffed animal on the market. It can tuck and roll into a ball. It can also stick a 15-footer. It's much like a hedgehog. It's not a ball hog. Uh, it hedges hard on screens, in fact. It's a hedge on screens hog. Uh, they come in a lot of great different colors. Uh, black, uh, there is gray, there is newspaper white, and there's also uh, just a, a special color that they invented at the pe- at the uh, Pick and Popples factory that is called the absolute absence of light. So if you've got a child that's uh, a little too frisky, a little too energetic, give them a Pick and Popples, have them focus on defensive principles, and having uh, a toy that that is educational. Uh, also, if you pull the the uh, Pick and Popples tail, it will recite the career statistics for Channing Fry. So that's very uh, nice. And for our listeners only, you can get fifteen point. You can get fifteen percent off. Oh, sorry, <laughs> these numbers are getting to me today. What's <laughs> I wrong? To to, I think I, I think Jeremy got me rattled. Wow. He called me dad again, and uh, I don't oh, know how no. it works. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had so many vasectomies. It's it's weird to hear that. But uh, you can get fifteen percent off your first pick and popples with our special promo code, which is termination of parental rights. Uh, all one word: termination of parental rights. Uh, we have not talked about that much on the podcast. Uh, that was something I more did in my 
my my my secret life, my regular identity as a lawyer. Uh, but get 15% off your pick and popples, endorsed by LaMarcus Aldridge of the Spurs. Moving on, we're going to stay in the state of Texas. The Dallas Mavericks are the next team that we're going to talk about. Uh, deep in the heart of Texas, they added uh, Luka Doncic this offseason, EuroLeague MVP, uh, which means that's like the NBA MVP, but 10% better. Much Is that better. what our equivalencies say? I have it at 25% better, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 10% some of the, some of the... is a fair valuation. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, he's the best player in the NBA now. One hundred percent. So that's a that's a great addition. Uh, love that. Uh, they also brought back Devin Harris, uh, and uh, they've Don't still like got Rick. Him. They've got Rick Carlisle, who is a new who's now endorsing Hims, the the hair loss restoration product. So so congratulations to Rick Carlisle as as a man who has been bald since age nine. Uh, I can really relate to Rick Carlisle. You know, when I started losing my hair, uh, fourth graders were kind of tough on me. But, uh, you know, I was inspired by people like Rick Carlisle. Randy, what do you think of this team? Well, anytime you can add the greatest player in the history of basketball, you've got to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, absolutely. Especially on such a cheap deal. I unfortunately, I don't like the addition of DeAndre Jordan unless you're bringing him in to smother Dirk Nowitzki while he's sleeping. Oh, that's that's perfect. He's he's exactly. You know, we don't. We have been critical about DeAndre Jordan's defense, his ability to to come out to the three point line. But in terms of uh, murdering a man in his sleep, uh, you you can't do better than DeAndre Jordan. He has an excellent body composition for elder abuse. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, remember that's that's how Tex Winter went out. Actually, they uh, it was a medically assisted suicide with DeAndre Jordan. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's that's why we haven't heard from Ryan Hollins anymore. The uh, Doc Rivers got mad, and he went to his hatchet man. So DeAndre Jordan, underrated offensive player and underrated assassin. Only of the elders. Only of the elders, though. I mean, obviously, uh, we've been pushing for a national Logan's Run law. You can text your senators, send in postcards. Call them now. Call them this week. It's the most important political thing that you can do this week is to call your senators and urge them to pass the Logan's Run law. Um, all right, we're going to talk about our next sponsor. It's DJ Augustin's DJ Guestin. Uh, it is uh, Orlando Magic point guard DJ Augustin's DJ business. Uh, he will not be scheduled in advance. He's only a fill-in when you absolutely need someone to distribute the music. Uh, also, he promises to be sober because uh, everyone knows that DJ Augustin should not be taking sp- shots uh he has an amazing playlist including jordan sparks natasha bedingfield finger 11 and buck cherry it's all things that we also thought were going to be good in 2008 uh it's it's fantastic he's also affiliated with dj mayo which is actually only allowed to perform internationally at this point uh and if you want to book him if you use promo code future hall of famer assistant coach jeff bezelic uh, that, that'll get you, uh, you know, your first visit, your first three songs We talk about him free. all the time. We talk about him all the time. Uh, he's in so the Hall of Fame. So glad he's class. dead. Uh, he is, it's a poor R.I.P. Uh, I, was DeAndre Jordan involved with that? He was in the state of Texas at the time. I guess, we'll I guess, I guess we should, I guess we have a legal background, so we should be talking about that. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next team, the New Orleans Pelicans. They are... 
uh, playing in New Orleans and uh, probably the drunkest team in the league. We like that every player on their team has to legally blow a .08 to play. Uh, makes the games a lot more exciting. I don't like Randy, that do because I'm straight edge. You are straight edge. I've seen your tattoos. I mean, but, I do uh, swim in wine. But you do swim in wine. But, I keep uh, you my know. mouth closed. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You, you use a snorkel. I um, have two X's tattooed on my hands. Yeah. I loved seeing Rajon Rondo uh, get jettisoned because uh, no outside shot, which means uh, no shot at us approving of you. <laughs> someone uh, should write a joke about that. Someone should definitely write a joke about that. Uh, and I, I like to call them the old Orleans Pelotons because they, they added Jared Jack, who I believe uh, has the rage virus, which you've maybe seen in the movies. How else is he keeping his corpse moving on the court? Uh, I believe it's voodoo, right? They're in New well, Orleans. I was going to bring that up. Okay. I once visited a voodoo priestess to try and get back to my normal size, which is 4'11", of course. Mm -hmm. But right. unfortunately, she just cursed me more. Oh, that's terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, so this team, I'm expecting to win, uh, about 45 games. And, uh, I think that's just because, uh, you know, I think the, the Creole magic will keep Jared Jack animated much like the corpse in Weekend at Bernie's too. All right. Whatever you do, do not ask for the thinner disease. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what Jaleel Okafor did to get his body composition back in place for this season. <laughs> uh, our final sponsor for today is OJ Mayo. It is not the player. It is a product that he suggested. It is orange juice with mayonnaise inside it. Uh, you can drink it. You can spread it. You can use it as a weight loss aid. You can use it to build muscle mass. Uh, honestly, it's very versatile. Two things that I, as the whitest man in the world, really enjoy, orange juice and uh, mayonnaise. So you can get some. And in fact, they'll send you your first jar for free if you are a slammed up listener. And uh, what the promo code is, is Bush did 9-11. Uh, we talk about it all we the time. We talk about that all the time. All the time. Bush did 9-11. We'll also accept GWB did 9-11. Both those promo codes work. Get some OJ Mayo and enjoy it or vomit it up. It works great in both forms. All right, our final team is the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, the 3-6 Mafia of the NBA. Uh, Randy, what do you think about the moves this team made? Well, not unlike that time I ate hot chicken accidentally, mm -hmm. these moves made me upset. <laughs> yeah, they did. You were vomiting a lot. That's <laughs> the tiniest amount of diarrhea I've ever seen come out so relentlessly. Um, so we, we, I, I like that Chandler Parsons is going to be back and healthy. He's going to be switchy. He can play, uh, at the five or at the one, if you need him to just not two through four. And, uh, I do think that Marcus soul might have one final campaign in him. He is 33 years old, but he's European. And, uh, based on our translation system, that makes him 24 and a half years old. So I like that. And uh, I think they're going to have a very high player efficiency rating. Uh, you know, they've got Coach J.B. Bickerstaff, and uh, that's a very efficient use of names. He just went with initials. Uh, I think this team's going back to the playoffs. What do you think, Randy? I don't. I think their best bets would be to invent a time machine, go back in time, sign none of these deals, and just play the cap space. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're you're hoping that uh, one of their players invents a flex capacitor, which is the invention that makes time travel possible, and go back to avoid these contracts. Interesting theory. I'm I'm more of a uh, Superman has to fly and reverse the rotation of the Earth, but that's that's more of a short term solution. So I uh, I like what you're suggesting, Randy. All right, Randy, where can people uh, check you out? Again, my blog. Uh, I changed the web address. It's called Hot Takes Part Ledoux. I like it. I like it. Someone should have made a joke about that years ago. Years uh, ago. As for me, I'm going to be teaching my learning annex course. It's going to be about investing and polyamory in the same way. You need to be diverse with your investments the same way you're diverse with your lovers. Uh, it's a learning annex class, and we will post a link on the uh, MySpace page for the show. And also, uh, I'll be doing an Omegle broadcast where you can chat with strangers anonymously and for sexual purposes uh, from about uh, 9 p.m. to 2.30 in the morning today. So check that out. Once again, thanks for listening to Slammed Up. We'll see you next time. Well, that was thankfully short. It was troubling, though. It's always troubling. But shorter. At least it was shorter. At least it was shorter. Um... Sean, what do you want to plug? Uh, I got some... Read my thing about Weekend Update Anchors on SNL. It'll be up this week. Oh, what'd you say about Jost, dude? Uh, you know, that's the one that uh, I felt like I needed to pull my punches maybe a little bit because of a career in the entertainment industry, but <laughs> Dennis Miller's number one. Um, as for me, as always, you can always follow me on Twitter, at M. Night Shyamalan where this week I tweeted, in editing room for final week of At Glass Movie, past 13, final CGI coming in, last tiny trims, credits, last cues, getting emotional. I'm, I'm getting emotional thinking about how much I'm going to hate that movie. <laughs> um, trust the process? Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's only have to do one more preview. These episodes are long. (laughs) This is Dirty Dirk, a.k.a. Swish Phony One. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. In this challenge of Mavs versus food, Mavs win. I'm going to take this cinnamon roll down, down, down. This cinnamon roll ain't got nothing on me, me, me. I'm going the distance, I'm going for speed. Dark, the knuckle cracker, no whiskey. Take my bobble head. I'll be back. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.